time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the podcast. Great to have you along with us today. I'm Walter Storholt, as always, joined by Glenn Mosseller, and we've got a great show on the way for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about how to find the right advisor. But before we dive into all of that, let me remind you, if it's the first time you've joined the show, that Glenn is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road, where the office is. You can find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, you ready for another great show today? Absolutely, Walter. Excellent. Glad to hear it. And uh, looking forward to chatting with you a little bit about this because you should know a little something about this topic, how to find or pick the right advisor. Uh, And it's kind of interesting, Glenn, because there's a lot of attention and concern that goes into trying to pick proper investments, you know, building a balanced portfolio, getting the highest return, a lot of focus on those things. But how much time, if you're listening to the show today, have you really put into finding the right advisor to work with? together on all of these tasks and much more. So you might be surprised to hear that a lot of people don't really do their due diligence or put a considerable amount of thought into picking their advisor. Sometimes those those meetings and those get-to-know-you uh, opportunities and sessions happen kind of by chance. And uh, ultimately, it can lead to people not really understanding what to expect from that relationship, Glenn. And so we want to clear up some of those kinds of questions on today's episode so that you can really evaluate your advisor relationship, if you have one currently, or if you're shopping for an advisor, how you can find the right one. So that's our mission for today's show. Glenn, I'm curious, if someone doesn't know exactly what they should be getting from their financial advisor, it's probably hard to know if their advisor is doing a good job for them or not. Can you kind of give us some context to set our expectations in the right place for what kind of service we should be getting from an advisor? Sure, Walter. I mean, in my view, I I think it's really it's very, very personalized. Right. I mean, number one, you want to you want to work with somebody who, you know, kind of gets you right. I mean, it understands who you are and what your expectations, what your desires, what your goals, your concerns are and all those kinds of things. But also, it's very important to be kind of thinking, you know, know, once once you know that that's in place, it's also important to be thinking about the fact that there are different phases of life, you know, in terms of your financial life. And and the vast majority of our years, you know, in in working and everything are are spent in the accumulation years where, you know, you you have a, a large amount of your attention in terms of how much money are you putting away? What kind of rates of return are you making on those choices that you're, you know, of how you you know, allocated your portfolio and that kind of thing. And that's important as you're accumulating and you're growing that, you know, that that retirement nest egg, if you will. But as you start to transition or you get closer to the retirement years and you start to transition from the accumulation years to the preservation and distribution years, well, that skill set becomes, you know, significantly different in that mindset, you know, of the of the advisor, but also of, you know, of the client. You know, it needs to shift a bit because we, in essence, are, are, are saving your entire life for, you know, for your retirement, right? And so, you know, more often than not, most people that I, that I meet with don't have pensions. They, you know, they have their 401ks, their IRAs, and, and those types of accounts. And even if they do have a pension, you know, they also have those, they, they tend to have those types of accounts as well. And trying to figure out exactly how are you going to create an income plan out of that, you know, there's typically a gap between your social security um, benefits and what your lifestyle is. And so how are you going to create, you know, a, a reliable income stream from that, that you know, is going to last you through throughout your life and, and your and your spouse's life 
and be able to create a legacy that that you want to create for you know for the people that you care about. You know, how do you do that? And it's an entirely different skill set than just what kind of rate of return are you making and and what and what funds are you picking in it to put in your portfolio? If that makes sense, Walter. Yeah, it does make sense. It's just uh, it's a the deeper relationship than maybe most people realize on the surface. Let's go down that route a little bit further, but also let's look at some people who might be, you know, looking for a new advisor, or I suppose you could even say somebody evaluating their current relationship, Glenn. What about warning signs? Are there anything, uh, is there anything that we can look for, like a red flag that would tell us, oh, I, I definitely need to look for a new advisor or steer clear of this one? Or, or maybe it's not that dramatic, but just saying, hey, this one's not a right fit for me. Are there any triggers that we can kind of be aware of? Well, I think, I mean, what we were just discussing is, is, is one, of the, one of the biggest ones, right? I mean, because the, you, know, you typically are going to have advisors who, you know, who specialize in certain areas, right? And, you know, and I, would, I would suggest that, that the vast majority of advisors that are out there are really oriented to the accumulation years, right? Because, I mean, that's where most people are. And that's where most people spend most of their financial life is, is accumulating for retirement. And so as you transition towards the, you know, the years of, uh, you know, of retirement and getting ready for retirement, you know, figuring out how to make that, that nest egg that you've built and you've saved all these years, how to turn that into, you know, or maybe possibly a portion of that into your own personal pension if you don't have a pension, or maybe you do have a pension, you know, how do you create a second one, you know, to make sure that it's there, it's going to be reliable, you know, and you don't have to worry about the ups and downs of the market as you're pulling money out, right? That's a really, really big deal because, you know, as everybody knows, you know, markets go up and markets go down. And typically, you know, when you, when you're, when you're in your, you know, you're in the accumulation years, when markets drop, you know, it's kind of scary on one hand. On the other hand, you know, you have the opportunity to buy more shares at lower prices. So it's really an opportunity. Whereas on the other, the other hand, when you're, when you're transitioning into, or you're already in retirement, well, you're not making new, you know, uh, contributions to that plan. You, the, the money that you're going to put in there is already there, and now you're thinking, oh my gosh, if I, if the value of my portfolio drops or my accounts drop, and I have to, you know, keep taking money out for, you know, to live, that becomes a dangerous scenario because you don't, you know, you don't want to be in a, in a in a place where you're taking money out when the values are down. And so, how do you how do you bridge that gap? How do you put that together? How do you make that work? And you know, not every not every advisor that's out there really has that has that mindset or that skill set to help that transition to make it such that 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 you know that you'll be able to be in a good place throughout your retirement years. That's a good point too, Glenn. And yeah, there's some things that we can definitely have our eyes peeled for. I know that there are cases where an advisor has done a great job over the years for some clients, Glenn, but at some point, maybe it's uh, the situation where their specialty is no longer a fit for that client. Do you find that right. that happens from time to time? I know you meet with a lot of folks who might be transitioning from working with another advisor, maybe in this very situation. Right. Well, no, that's exactly right. And you know, so, you know, so what goes into that besides just the worries of the ups and downs of the market, right? Well, you know, for the vast majority of folks out there, you've been putting money away into those retirement accounts. Most people have been putting those money, you know, those dollars away into traditional IRAs, to traditional 401ks or 403bs or or TSPs where the dollars are quote unquote pre-tax dollars, which simply means that you're putting the money in prior to it being taxed and then it's going to be subject to taxation as you start to pull the money out right well you know 
how much does your advisor know about that? You know, do they work with, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the person who prepares your taxes? Do, you know, do you have a tax preparer, you know, and, and an advisor that are, that are located in the same office and work together to, you know, to help you transition so that you're, you know, you can minimize, you know, the tax bite and, you know, and create a tax efficient exit strategy out of those types of accounts because it's critical to be able to do that because you don't want to be sending extra dollars to Washington or to or to the you know or to Raleigh or the state capital you know in in the form of taxation you really want to make sure that you're as efficient as you possibly can and hold on to as many dollars as possible and you know one of the big pieces that comes into play with that is is is, is social security planning right because you know it's it's that gets really tricky because you typically are going to have a married couple you know they're not necessarily the same age one might work a little bit longer than another one might have earned more money over over their over their working years and so they're going to have different benefits and who should take their benefit first you know is there a possibility of of of, of utilizing you know a uh, you know a spousal benefit you know, and then maybe transitioning to another type of benefit. You know, what is the taxation going to look like on Social Security? It's, you know, Social Security benefits are not automatically subject to taxation, but they become subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. So if you're not coordinating your Social Security benefits with how you're getting your money out of your 401k and your IRA, there's a really high chance that you're going to end up paying more taxes than you need to pay, particularly on your Social Security benefits. And, and that becomes critical because those are dollars that, that, you know, that leave your possession or leave your accounts and they don't come back. They get sent off to Washington and they're gone. They're, they're, they're no longer part of you know, what you have. And you know, more often than not, if you don't do the planning, you're going to not have as many dollars as you might have had had you done some more planning and, and been more tax aware. It's another great point, Glenn. Lots of good ones on today's show as we talk about how to pick the right advisor, whether it's staying with your current advisor or if you're shopping for a new advisor, a new relationship to work with. Uh, These are all good tips for both sides of that equation. Uh, What, Glenn, are some of the things that can go wrong when somebody does stick with the wrong advisor for too long? Are there some, uh, some, what are the consequences we're dealing with if we kind of, because sometimes this revolves around a little bit of confrontation, right? Or <laughs> having to break up a little bit uh, potentially right. with an advisor. That's not fun. And so sometimes people will say, eh, it's not worth the hassle. But what kind of consequences are we leaving ourselves exposed to if we don't kind of take the right actions here? Well, I mean, you're exactly right, Walter. I mean, it can be challenging. It can be difficult because, like you say, I mean, there can be relationships that have been there for years. But, you know, I mean, the, the some of the consequences are what we were just talking about is like, you know, you not being as efficient as you could be, you know, with the with the monies that you've saved. Right. You might end up having more dollars going off to Washington or to for state taxes. You may you may also be in a scenario where, you know, you have to really look at, you know, what are your what are your risks in the retirement years besides the, you know, the distribution of, you know, of accounts, you know, of, of, of monies out of the account for income when accounts can go up and down and the taxation. You know, another really huge piece of this puzzle is, is, you know, what plans do you have and what have you done thus far to prepare for the possibility of of long-term care expenses, right? I mean, that's a big, big, big deal. And as we know, as statistics tell us that, you know, once you've, you know, you've reached, you know, 65 and, you know, and, and you have both people in the married couple have, have reached that age, it's normal that, it, you know, at least one person is going to, is going to live into at least their, their, their 90s. And almost 50% of, of all people are going to need some form of long-term care, whether it be in-home care 
or, you know, assisted living or, you know, possibly, you know, for nursing care. And so if that's the case, you know, everybody, you know, probably has, you know, has either somebody they know or a family member, that, you know, where they've seen, you know, someone who's had, who has, you know, a, you know, a lot of money saved for retirement, but it goes out very, very rapidly when you start looking at the possibility of, of, you know, of care that doesn't have any hedges against it, where, you know, you might have, you know, five, six, eight, $10,000 a month going out for, you know, for long-term care. And it doesn't take very long before that can just absolutely devastate, you know, uh, somebody's, you know, life savings. And in reality, it can end up leaving, you know, the, 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 the surviving spouse or the, or the other spouse in a scenario where they don't have any resources left. So it's a really, really big deal that you hedge these risks that, that come about in retirement that, that are not really there when you're saving for retirement. You know, and, and I so I always just caution folks. It's like, you know, hey, you, you, you've spent all this time, you've worked and you've had a great relationship to get to this point, let's make sure that you have all the pieces of the puzzle in place so that you can actually make your retirement years be what you want them to be and to have the things that you want to have and that you're not just, you know, taken off track because of some, un, you know, unexpected things that, that, that happen in the retirement years or could happen in the retirement years that really weren't risked while you were in the accumulation years. One more question for you, Glenn, and I think this will help us end on sort of a uh, positive note, because, again, this can be kind of a confrontational topic when you talk about, you know, tough discussions with maybe a professional and trying to work through these kinds of things and maybe having to end the relationship with an advisor. But how can you determine if the prospective advisor that you're interviewing has a philosophy and an approach that matches up and that it's a good fit. So instead of looking for red flags and, and negative signs, <laughs> what's some alarm bells that can go off that says, hey, this is a great fit. This is this is a positive thing. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, it, it has a lot to do with, you know, as you as you sit down, you know, how comfortable are you with this person? Are they asking the right questions? Are they concerned about you and your well-being? You know, I mean, I always tell, tell folks, you know, you really need to, you really need to be thinking in terms of working with a fiduciary, somebody who has, you know, your best interest at heart and, you know, and is, and is required to put your interests, you know, before theirs. Are they asking those questions? You know, are they, are they talking to you about what are those risks in retirement? Are they talking to you about, you know, the, you know, being tax aware and making sure that, that you have an efficient strategy of how to get, how to get money out of those retirement accounts, you know, and when to take your social security? You know, what about your, you know, long-term care? All of those things are very, very important and vital to make sure that, you know, that the money's going to last. But really, before you even get to that point, it's just sitting down and having a conversation. And, you know, are, are they, are they going to be the right fit? I mean, you know, you typically are going to get a sense of people, you know, and, you, and, and when you're in conversation with them, you know, are they, are they genuinely there for you and, and you know, and, and, and asking questions about, you know, what your goals are, what your concerns are. Are they quickly moving to, you know, tremendous product they have for you or how your, how your existing, your current advisor is way off the mark or things like that. I mean, those are kind of flags that say, you know, hey, this person is, you know, is, is really trying to sell me more than they are thinking about me and my interests. And you, and, and, and some of those things really kind of start, start to seep through when you're having those conversations. 
And, you know, I, th- I think those are some of the big deals is th- that you have to be kind of be aware of as you're as you're sitting down with, you know, with a prospective advisor and saying, you know, hey, you know, uh, this is really what I'm what I'm what I'm wanting to find in an advisor. And if you don't find it, then you then you then you, you know, then you keep looking. Right. I mean, you, you there are you know folks out there who are genuinely interested in you and are and are really focused on doing what's right by you and making sure that that you know that that you as a client you know are are, are going to get that that top notch service and and really make sure that that they're focused on what's important to you and not just about what's you know what's going to be the the pick of the uh, you know of, of the week or the month in terms of you know a, of a financial product or or you know some investment there are no magic products and there are no magic investments when you come down to it, when you're really, you know, moving into the retirement years, it's all about, you know, how do you make this money last and make this make everything that you've saved your entire life serve you and give you the retirement that you want to have and so that you can enjoy life and not have to worry about, you know, all the all the ups and downs of the market and the economy and you can live a normal life, like you know, as, as you as you would hope to. And not not be concerned about, hey, golly, my portfolio is this and that, and I, you know, those those things shouldn't come into play if you have a solid plan in place. If that solid plan's in place, you don't have to worry about it. It's a great point, Glenn, and uh, hopefully this gives people a lot of food for thought when it comes to shopping for the right advisor and interviewing advisors and trying to make sure that you have a uh, good relationship with that person that. Uh, might be positive both in its uh, cordiality, but also in its um, you know effectiveness to your plan and to your goals. And uh, this should be a lot of good things for you to think about as you move forward. If you want to talk to Glenn a little bit more about these kinds of things, or if you are in the market for a new advisor or would like to have some discussions about these kinds of things with Glenn, it's easy to get in touch by picking up the phone and giving a call to 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535, or go online to roadmapfinancial.com. Click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page, and you can schedule a time to meet right from your smartphone or computer at a time that's convenient for you. Again, roadmapfinancial.com and click free consultation. You can meet in person with Glenn in the Greensboro office, but wherever you are, you can also meet remotely, whether it's over Zoom or some other <laughs> some other remote recording program. Glenn, I'm sure you're pretty used to using all of them at this point in time or have your chosen one that you like, but uh, having more and more frequent uh, virtual meetings with folks these days, even as COVID is a little bit sort of uh, for some of us in the rearview mirror now. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, it's become a way of uh, being able to connect with more people. And uh, it's so easy these days. I mean, I think everybody's everybody's had, you know, plenty of plenty of Zoom meetings and, you know, and, and pull things up real quickly and easily. And it's a real fast and, and you know, efficient way to be able to uh, to connect with folks, you know, you know, regardless as to where you are. Indeed, a uh, silver lining, I guess, of doing a remote meeting. Somebody comes in and forgets to bring a, uh, a statement or something like that. You kind of have to wait to the next meeting before they're able to, to maybe get it and bring it in. In a remote meeting, they might be able to just go, oh, hold on one second and go pull it up real quick. So <laughs> when you yeah. have that technology in front of you. So that can be very helpful. Uh, well, very cool. Again, if you want to get in touch with Glenn, set up that time to meet in person or virtually, roadmapfinancial.com. And uh, you can also call 336-291-3535. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 